Welcome to Community Theatre Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theatre. I am your host, Gary Kochi, so let me introduce you to Art Thompson. So I have a number of questions to learn about you in community theatre, so let's see how many we can get through, all right? Sure. So what got you started in community theatre? Well, actually, a, a roundabout way. I had worked uh, as a professional actor for many, many years, and... Um, I actually had to take a retirement from that for close to about 10 years when I was working retail. Oh, okay. Uh, the retail would not let me do weekends. You know, uh, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was working pretty much as a, as a retail manager 58 hours a week, maybe more, and sometimes 70 hours a week during the holidays. And uh, there was just no way I could do my theater anymore you know and this was shortly after we got married this is going back 27 years 27 oh, okay. years um, but prior to that I had worked almost 15 years straight as, a, as a professional actor oh, okay. yes and uh, I worked as a um, as a professional stage manager too which is really where I got my equity card hmm, um, okay. after that I you know I worked uh, quite a few regional theaters and uh, from South Jersey Regional Theater to uh Oh my gosh, uh, I went all the way from, actually I'm just going to say one part of New Jersey to the other, because basically I worked from North Jersey all the way down to the southern tip of New Jersey. Uh, uh, I didn't really go out of state that much, which was fortunate for me because I, I, I lived at home. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, this way I saved a lot on uh, you know on money, on apartments and things like that. I didn't have Hotel, to do that. Yeah. I, can, I actually worked uh, literally out of my home. Uh, and that was really worked well for me. And then I then I met Diane, and uh, we we met during a show of uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. Okay. And I played uh, the role of uh, Teddy, who thinks he's Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> which has stuck with me for many years now. So I've seen, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, she was playing Elaine, the young uh, the young lady who's in love with Teddy's brother. Okay. Uh, but it wound up that uh, that I that I wound up with her, you know, <laughs> and we actually have not been apart since Ever then. Since. Wow! And this is going back almost uh, thirty years, almost thirty years. Thirty years in community, yeah. yeah. Wow. And um, we had a uh, you know we had a good run there. We did a lot of things at the at the at the Ritz, which mm-hmm. is where where the show was. Uh, I was very involved there for the first five years, and uh, she came in at, at the same time that I was. You know, at the height of my involvement there, and so we did Scrooge there. Uh, we did uh, several several one acts that she was in with me, or, or, I, or that I directed her in. Then she went and um, did a, a play. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, uh, where she played a 16 year old at the Ritz, and I said, well, "This is amazing." I said, "You know, here she's in her 30s, and she's Dude, playing a 16 year old." And uh, she did an incredible job with it. I'm trying to. It was a Neil Simon play, and it's uh, Brighton Beach Memoirs. Oh, Brighton Beach. Okay. Yes, my gosh, you know, <laughs> I, I should remember that. But then, after that point, I actually went on to, um, I'd say, get a job in retail, and I worked for um, Musicland, uh, Suncoast Motion Picture Company, for close to ten years. So that sort of knocked my uh, theater. Right out the door. Oh, you know, okay. And, they want you to work. Weekends. Yeah, they wanted me to work weekends, and I, I couldn't. And I, I had a video production business at the time, so whenever I had with a, a friend of mine, uh, Ed Silberman, 
Uh, he, it was his business, but I was with him for you know, close to 25 years. We did weddings and bar mitzvahs and things mm-hmm. all on weekends. And, uh, so I didn't really have a lot of time for that. But then uh, I decided to get back into it with a play back in 1999. And it was um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Okay. Now, I had done that show twice before. Uh, I had um, directed it at the Ritz. Okay. And uh, that was in 1986. And I did it again at South Jersey Regional Theater, where I was production stage manager. But I also wound up being um, Lycus, because our Lycus had a, had, <laughs> Lycus had to take over for Pseudolus, who was the main character, right. because Pseudolus uh, injured his leg. Oh, <laughs> so we actually had so twenty. Okay. We had twenty four hours to rehearse as the new, new roles, <laughs> and uh, we pretended that we had a stage manager because there was no point in trying to get somebody in. So the lighting guy just did the stage, you know, just did the <laughs> did the lighting cues because that's basically all the stage manager does Needed. at that point. Um, so we um, basically uh, got through that, and so that was the second time I did it, and then the third time was when they were doing it over at. And this is my first real thing with community theater in cherry hill was at triple threat productions i don't know if many people remember triple threat but they were they used to do this in this um it was i think it was a warehouse uh, that they yeah they made uh it was a a very unusual performance space and this is the first time ever that i was miked now mind you there was only a hundred people in the audience why we needed mics, I have no freaking <laughs> clue, you know. And coming from a stage background where I was trained to project, project. <laughs> I didn't feel we needed the mic. As, but, you know. Some little uh, kids occasionally do. But. Yeah, I know. It, it was very strange. But, you know, they had all these things. That, uh, said, taped all right. to your head. Taped your to head. my head and taped everywhere. Uh, and uh, that was the first time that I've ever experienced that. And uh, it was an interesting production. Done for about a dollar ninety eight, you know. Oh, okay. uh, but it, it actually looked quite good, and it, w- it was fun to do. But that was my first introduction, reintroduction back there because we were able for somehow I was able to get my schedule right, and that was when I had quit retail and I'd gone to work as a financial advisor. That's correct. Ah. That's why I was able to do it. <laughs> I'm remembering now because 1998 is when I left retail, and 1999 is when I was able to start so back doing things again. Uh, and it was interesting. My partner in the video uh, company, uh, Ed Silverman, was in the production with me, oh. so it was good because it didn't mess up. With our video, video schedule, schedule. Right? okay, yeah, but then uh, I've been doing. I was doing occasional things every once in a while. You know, I'd see something that I'd like to do. Uh, and then I was um, asked to come down to Bro- to the Broadway Theater in Pittman to do um, Singing in the Rain, hmm. and I was asked uh, Jason Mangano, who had seen me at the Ritz do it twenty some years before. Okay told me he said he'd love me to recreate my role of you know rj simpson in the uh, production at the thing and i said okay you know i mean that was that was nice of you to ask so i did that and um shortly after that i understood that the ritz was going to redo uh arsenic and old lace back to that one <laughs> so i said well you know i have to go back and do this and bruce said to me you're still alive you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no i was i was laughing as i've known bruce for 30 years he said well you're still acting you still can act i said yeah i can still act you know and so i did a brief 
bit for, from a classical place. They said, all right, you're, you got the role. <laughs> I said, and I said, thanks. You know, so I was the only one who came back from the original production to re, to do the revival. Redo. So it was fun and it was great to do, um, you know, Teddy again. And from that, somebody saw my pictures on Facebook as, as, uh, Theodore Roosevelt and, uh, said, why don't you send in, uh, a picture to uh, this person who was at the Veterans Center in um, Washington, D.C. They're doing the Memorial Day Parade down in Washington, uh, and it's a huge deal, 300,000 people, and they need a Theodore Roosevelt to ride in the parade. So I said, okay. So (laughs) I sent a picture. They hired me from the picture. Wow. And I've been doing it now. Uh, this is the seventh year that I just completed it. Just finished it. And it's quite amazing because you get all these people who... And I really acted, too. I mean, I go and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to the crowd, you know, as we're, as we're driving down there, you know, <laughs> trying to get them all stirred up. And uh, it's quite amazing. It really is. And Diane got a chance to ride with me this year. Oh, that's So she, yeah. was, uh, she was riding as a, you know, representing the Vietnam veterans. And she uh, had... Uh, you know, a hat on. She got to ride on the. I uh, think she got to see what it's like to oh, okay. to be in a crowd there, and it was it's quite amazing. It actually is. You know, you feel all this love and all this thing from from these veterans and their families, and it's you know quite an amazing thing. It's probably one of the one of the biggest acting jobs I've ever. No, okay. Heard of, you know, I would say that. <laughs> Played um, Teddy for a long period for miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For you know, it goes all the way from Seventh Street all the way down to past the White House, and you know, you you okay. went down there, but it's it's quite amazing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I basically have done pretty much everything you can in theater. I, I was trained as, a, as an all-around theater person, basically, at, at Glassboro State. I also studied with the Royal Shakespeare Company in England. Oh, okay. uh, I got to go there for two years in a row for uh, intercession class, intercession, and it was quite amazing. You know, I mean, uh, not it wasn't a full program, obviously, but right. I got to meet some wonderful actors and some uh, get some wonderful experiences. So, so you've so yeah. you've acted, sung, danced. Stage managed. Yeah, I'm not directed. a dancer. Not, not a dancer. dancer. Not a dancer. No. Uh, I, I, Have they I, ma- tried to make you dance? They've tried to make me dance many <laughs> times, uh, but uh, I can follow some basic steps. Uh, that's basically it. But uh, I have a I have a huge problem, you know, doing big group numbers. I'm not, I, I do not play well with others when we okay. dance, you know. But I have directed. I've uh, stage managed. I've designed. I've Designing was actually one of my loves. I really, I really enjoyed doing set design. I had some wonderful teachers. Uh, Phil Granito at uh, Glassboro, who is a renowned designer. Uh, also Bart Healy, who has uh, done is very well known in the theater business. Uh, he uh, was also a student of Phil's too, which is interesting. Oh, okay. So I had a double dose of Phil. I like to say because <laughs> Bart was Bart was um, I'm going to say messier. But he did great work, great work. Phil was very precise and very thing. His stuff was like artwork that you oh, okay. put on the wall. But Bart was equally talented, but just in a little more haphazard way. But mm-hmm. his his designs were always fun, always fun. And I was never, ever disappointed by a Bart Healy design, never. And I uh, worked with him for close to, I guess, 15 years when I was at Foundation Theater, which was the first equity company in South Jersey. 
and this is long before the Eagle Theater down in. I think this is this is going back. 1978 is when I first started oh, with them. Oh, okay. wow. And, uh, see, so yeah, I'm old. My God, <laughs> you know, it's just, I look back on it, and I'm saying, I've been in this thing for almost 40 years on and off, you know, and that's a long time. Yeah. I have yeah. done a few years on and off on occasion. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, sometimes you need to take a break. Oh, yeah. You know, because you get, not only do you get fed up sometimes, Mm-hmm. With the people that you're working with, and I'm not saying that there aren't wonderful people working oh. in community theater, and then but there are there are the opposite. <laughs> but I've you know I've I've had very good experiences though for the most part. One of my one of my most fun experiences was not that long ago, about three years ago. I saw a little thing on I must, it must have been on Facebook about uh, auditions for the Sketch Club, which I had just vaguely heard of. You know, and I said, they're doing Wizard of Oz. And I said, oh, okay. hello to my wife, because Diane is one of the biggest Wizard of Oz fans yes. in the country. <laughs> I mean, literally, we have a room full of Wizard of Oz items, including a five-and-a-half-foot-tall witch, which is in the conservatory there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, but she loves the character of the Wicked Witch of the West. I said, all right, let's go on. Why don't you go out and audition for it? Okay, so we went out and auditioned. My daughter, Angela, was with us, too, at the time. And uh, we all auditioned. I, said, I didn't know what I was going to do with this. I'm, like, I'm certainly not going to sing and dance. You know, I said, so whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. So they offered me the role of the wizard. They offered her the role of the Wicked Witch, Witch. of the West. And my and my daughter played several roles. She played a scarecrow and... Uh, not scarecrow, the the crow. That, Crows, that, that's that, right. That sings to the scarecrow and a few other roles mm-hmm. in the in the show. So it was it was the first time all three of us I got a chance to be together in one show. So that was an experience. And wow, then that's... then uh, we did um, the Christmas show there right after that, which was Scrooge. And right. I played Scrooge and both Diane and Angela were in that. And then um, the next thing we did was Fox and the, the Fairway. Fairway. Uh, which you directed, Gary, yeah. and uh, that was interesting because Diane and I got a chance to work opposite each other, which we right. really haven't done. I mean, as the Wicked Witch and Wizard, we they never met, no, uh, and it hadn't been for probably, oh my gosh, since the original Arsenic, which was close to, you know, 28, 29 years ago that we, no, more than that, 30 years ago, that we... Um, Actually worked that we actually worked together on stage together in the same in the same scenes or the same anything, so that was an interesting experience you know to do, and uh, I'd like to you know do more of that you know uh, as um, as I'm, as we're getting older we're getting the fact that I'm getting a chance to play character roles that I don't have to use any makeup for anymore. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. it used to be you don't have to put the gray I've been, in the hair. I've been playing character parts since I was. 18. <laughs> I think I had a very brief time when I played a young leading man thing. That was like from, I think, 18 to 20. And I got to play young uh, thing. But after that, no. I play character roles. And uh, the character roles are the best anyway. Because first of all, a lot of the time you don't have to be on the stage the entire time. Right. You know, and you get a chance to actually catch your breath, you know, or, you know, actually think about what you're doing. These shows where you're on from the beginning to the end are exhausting. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I just did, uh, well, Moonlight Magnolias. I love that show. I played the uh, uh, the role of uh, Ben Hecht in that, and it is my favorite role to this day. I would play that tomorrow for the rest of my life. However, you are on for 90 minutes straight. 
Nonstop. I mean, literally, <laughs> and I never shut up in that show. I never, and neither did the other two. I mean, it was a well-balanced thing, but it was talking, 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 but very funny stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about it. If it's funny, you don't mind, you know. And if it's, and if the audience is laughing, that's the, you know, the best part. Uh, but when you've got a, a script that just sits there. And sits Ooh. there, <laughs> oh. yeah, and you are on stage, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you are you have to be engaged in the scene, no matter what you do. I mean, the art of uh, the art of acting is listening. It's not so much talking. True. You have to listen and react. But the art of trying to be entertained yourself, or actually trying to stay awake, sometimes is <laughs> the real key. I mean, uh, did a production of. Um, they just did it at uh, 12 Angry Men. Okay. So it was, but it was with 12 Angry Men. It literally was 12 Angry Men. We were all, you know, <laughs> but uh, the, the amount of testosterone in that room was incredible, and it was everybody trying to outperform everybody else. Yes, it was, it was an interesting production uh, as far as that goes, and I, I quite enjoyed it, but it was like a lot of time with 12 people in the cast. You're sitting there, and you have to be thoroughly engaged, engaged. in what's happening. And uh, that can be a challenge sometimes, you know, especially you've heard the same thing over and over again, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, that that's what make you know, that's acting. What is that? As a matter of fact, there's a there's a wonderful book. It's called The Art of Acting, and it's produced in I mean, it's written in the 1880s or 1890s. And I love that book so much. It has a whole chapter on the art of doing nothing on stage, which a lot of people will find, especially in community theater. That they have small roles or things like this, but it tells them how to be engaged in what's going on. Yes, yeah. exactly. And you know that that is always my first direction as a as a director to to think. I said, no matter if you're in the scene or if you're not in the scene, you still have a life going on yep. while the show is going on. So you better plan on what you have been doing while you before you make your entrance. You better know what you're what you're thinking or what you're about what somebody is saying to you. Don't just parrot the lines because mm-hmm. that's not that's not acting. That's called mimicry, or yeah. that's called um, virtually anything but acting. Yeah. Acting is reacting, and you you have Something to react. Happens, to, react. You react to it exactly. You know, so that's got to teach them to how to react, so you don't react before it actually happens. Well, this is true. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, you got, uh, you've done it so many times. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, the first time you're saying this is the first. I mean, when you're saying it is the first true. time you're saying it. Yeah, that's the first time you're hearing this. <laughs> I said, and that that is a that is a it's skill much, that yeah. you have to learn. You know, and if you want to be a good actor, uh, you have to learn to not only respect the people who you're on stage with. But understand that they're going through the exact same thing that you're going through, you know, and you want to know where you are in the scene sometimes, you know, you, you can only react to what you're given, mm-hmm. but sometimes people don't give you that, that line that you need in order to do what you need to do. Oh, yes. And that yes. happens a lot in community theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to be prepared to be able to jump two, three pages sometimes uh, and never go back. This is a theory. Mm-hmm. Never go back and try and pick up something you lost right. because you're never going to get it. Okay, and you're just going to mess people up more. But <laughs> if you go forward, generally you can pick up the thread of the show, right? You know, and then and not be a complete, not make it a complete mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, have there been any memorable moments within community theater? Something's like. Love doing that part or that show? Oh, or? well, yeah. I mean, uh, every show has its own charms, you know. I mean, the first time 
Well, I'll give you an example, a very funny moment. We were doing Scrooge for the first time, and I think it was the first time we had everything on the set for, I mean, literally, you don't do that opening night or thing like this, oh. but it was the first time that we had everything there. And the coat rack that was there for Scrooge's office, first time I saw it, okay? Mm. Came in, took off my heavy coat, put my coat on there, the rack collapses. <laughs> so what do I say? I say to Cratchit, pick that up. <laughs> what else are you going to say? Right. <laughs> what yeah. else are you going to say? I'm not going to go. Scrooge is not going to bend down and pick up the mm-hmm. thing like this. I had I had things to do. So I told Cratchit to go ahead and do it. But you know, that's just a silly example. So from that point on, they put a nail, I think, in the wall. You know, <laughs> and just hook the, hook, the, hook the thing on. But there's, there's so many unusual things that have occurred that... You don't prepare for, uh, but they happen, uh, and you just have to <laughs> smile mm-hmm. and just go on with it. Don't let it throw you, no matter what. No matter what occurs, you know what? It's not the end of the <gasps> world. But have there any been any worst experiences? Something. That- well, this is actually not in community theater, but it was. Uh, it was actually in, in a college production I did, okay. where I w- walked on the thing. I walked uh, down a set of stairs, and they collapsed on me. Oh. Yeah, tell me about it. I fell right into the orchestra pit. Ooh, okay. Uh, which was not pleasant. Yeah. It stopped the show. But, uh, you know, we we got it back up and going within a few minutes. But, uh, but yeah, that wasn't pleasant at all. I actually cracked uh, cracked a few ribs. Ooh, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, it knocked the wind out of me more than anything else. And well, I've had I've had sets fall down on me. Uh, I've actually gone through a, through a doorway where... Uh, the door fell off? <laughs> well, no, not the door. The whole... Frame, yeah, frame with the door on it, you know. <laughs> and then from that point on, I said, next time I do a show, no doors. Um, doors are... All right, don't are, talk to well, Steve. <laughs> you know as a set person, doors, doors are the doors. worst. Are the worst. <laughs> Especially if the floor itself is not level. Oh, yes. And you try and get, oh. you try and get to meet true and you know what? You the door from swinging oh, open. Or yeah, at the worst possible time always. Uh, I've tripped up steps, you know, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, charging up is Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, I, yes. I, I think one time I did it three times. I fell up three times while I'm <laughs> doing the same, on the same charge. You know, but it was funny because the audience was more terrified than I was mm-hmm. right? because I knew exactly what happened. <laughs> my my heel had gotten caught on the, one of the risers because the riser wasn't exactly the same height. The yeah. Same height, and uh, but it is just, it's it's actually a tradition with me to actually fall down. As you may have remembered from uh, from Wizard of Oz, uh, they had those really treacherous steps going up the castle, uh, right? I guess, and I was going up there not in the show. But I was going up there to check out something because I was uh, consulting with uh, the director on the show too at the same time, and trying to figure out an angle or something that we could that we could do. And I came back down and I went boom, 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 boom. I fell right down the steps, and everybody was panicking. as ah, it's useful. It's, it's what I do. It's what I do. You know, I sometimes just uh, you're known for your falls. Okay. I'm known for my falls, definitely. Yeah, and uh, obviously. Um, now it's a little more more difficult for me, but, but um, I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping to get back, uh, you know, back on stage soon. You know, we'll see what happens. Okay. A lot of people don't know what happened, but uh, I've had a a little bit of a setback. I had an, an amputation of my leg, and uh, I have an artificial leg now. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, acting as a, I'm going to do all the one legged roles. The one legged roles, okay. yes. You know, uh, I figure I can search do for those. those yeah. Yeah, well, Treasure Island. There we go. Oh, there you you know, go. Then yeah. I can I could probably do. Uh, what 
Well, that's what I've come up with at the moment. Oh, I could do Richard III. I can do a great Richard, Richard III. Not with a one-legged, yeah. but with a limp. You know, there I've you got go. a real good thing. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, that that's in my future. There you go. <laughs> you find some parts where you don't have to stand. You to well, that's it. I could do The Man Who Came to Dinner. So if anybody out there is doing The Man Who Came to Dinner uh, and, and needs uh, an old crotchety guy, you, you got him right here, you know, so. Well, listen, I think uh, you can't take it with you. Grandpa's only ch- always in a chair. No, that's that's The Man Who Came to Dinner. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't take, take it with, with you. It doesn't have an invalid in it. But I, I just did that show. You can't okay. take it with you. Uh, and I played uh, Mr. S- um, the, the one of the fireworks guys, the guy that makes the oh, fireworks. Oh, right, guys. fireworks. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. My gosh. You know, just they just blend in. That was a show I was called in to do for at the last, like, one or two weeks before it was opening. So it was just, they just, you know, they called me up and said, can you come in and do it? And I said, yeah, sure. Let's you know. I had just finished something else. I can't. I mean, I finished all these things. And I just do, uh, and they they sort of just go one on top of another. Sometimes now I've had a little bit of a break now for almost almost two years, you know, with my injury. But uh, I've been thinking. I have been thinking about a lot of the things I'd like to do. You know, I can always direct, which is yeah. true. You know, and that's uh, that's what I'd like to do really, because. Uh, Acting is is fun for me, but I like to play all the parts. And the only yeah. time you can play all the parts is if you're directing Direct. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So if you have, that yeah. would be any other jobs. I mean, there's plenty of stuff backstage, even designing. Oh, with your designing, I have. I, I've I've done all that. I've done. I've, I, I was actually a professional property master for about five six years, where I would actually build and design props for shows. I did the Hollywood Opera Festival down in uh, Glassboro. And that's they're, they're talking there where they where they spent thirty thousand dollars on a set, you know. For, well, if you got the money for yeah. two performances, oh, mind you, two performances. So their budget was really incredible. As a matter of fact, you know that was probably the most fun that I've had being a prop master because I could go out and do, get anything I wanted to. It's when they tell you that you only have a hundred dollars for the run All of the, the show, <laughs> you know, and you have to prop, you know, something like Death Trap. You know, uh-huh. where um, actually I got paid more than the prop budget was when I did that. They called me down to do that down at Glassboro. They paid me more to be the prop master for that show because fortunately I have I have a whole armory of uh, stage guns and, and oh, things like okay. that, that that I use for my own personal. I've done I think I've done Death Trap three or four times. You know, or basically I just empty. You know, I just bring everything I've got. Yeah. We've got that done. You know, and you have to get you know a few specific things, but. Um, I'm I'm very good at making props too that mm-hmm. that we need um you know uh so uh, that that never scares me sometimes I make my own props if I if I'm in a show where I don't like it the props that they've been provided to me yeah I will make yeah. you know I've done that several times um you know recently where I was handed something that I said you you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you have to so I, I go home and I go ahead and do that much to my wife's <laughs> unhappiness because sometimes <laughs> I will pillage and you know and and take things you know that I should probably not have used as a prop you know mm-hmm. but uh you know I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are familiar with that you know uh <laughs> with with that happening when I directed um Meet Me in St. Louis I think half the furniture I, we had was up on the stage you know when we did that oh so you can take from the house <laughs> and bring it there yeah and I've bring it back done you know. that yes. yeah I'll, yeah I'll so, people's houses yeah yeah <laughs> So what might be your dream part or show, or have you done it? You've done a lot of shows, so it's always possible. I've done, in my last count, about 250 productions of uh, different shows. One, in one way or the other. Are there shows that I would love to do? 
Yeah. I still want to do cabaret the way I want to do it. I would still like to do it. I have uh, an interesting thought on that show about what it really is about. And I would love to do that the way that I want to do it. Unfortunately, I was taken out of a production of it here because I became ill. Right. But I would love to do it that and I would love to do um, there's a there's a version of it's a it's a musical version of uh, Comedy of Errors that I saw oh. in uh, at the National Theater no saw at the Royal Shakespeare Company with Roger Reese and Dame Judi Dench interesting when they were young and I was young okay and that has stuck with me since I saw it and it was done like a Marx Brothers play Wow. And it was the funniest musical version of Comedy of Errors, which was absolutely brilliant. And I would love to do that show someday. And, you know, there's there's a handful of things that that I figure eventually I'll get around to doing. And I would like to do another production of A Funny Thing Happened Away to the Forum. Because I always, I never get tired of that show, There's and I think show. it's one of the one of the one of the funniest shows I've ever written. And I would love to do Moonlight Magnolias again, playing Ben Hecht, which is uh, probably would be. I got to hurry up and do it because I'm I'm getting old. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be 59 this year, and uh, that's you know it's not old, but you know what? You just don't have. The energy sometimes just, that you that you had when you were thirty or even twenty, you know, twenty. Mm-hmm. Please, my God, I used to stand up twenty four hours, time no to not even bother me. Now, now I don't get my nightly sleep, and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm wrecked for, I'm wrecked for the day, you know. And uh, tech tech rehearsal week now is uh, is devastating. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's devastating it's, to most people. Yes, anything, it is. But, Almost any everybody on the but show. But yes. you know, as you get older, it gets even more. <laughs> And I love the Agatha Christie plays too. I would love to do a good production of uh, Ten Little Indians. Ooh, I love okay. that show. I love that show. Okay. You know. So why do you like to work in community theater? Well, a lot of times they need you. Yeah, that's you know? true. And um, well, they could use it, anybody. Community right. Theater well, could use people. There's that, but it it also gives you a chance to work with people who have an enthusiasm because they really want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. they really want to do it. Or it's their first time doing something. So you get to sort of shepherd them, you know, yeah, yeah. into it. And, and I think that's the teacher in me. Is like, you know, and, uh, I taught theater for eight years at Burlington County College. I had some students there who went on to make performance their life. Oh, okay. And to me, that that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I, I owe so much to my professors and my teachers because they gave me that that drive, that enthusiasm. I've been performing literally since I was three. I think it's mm-hmm. my first production I did. But of course, it's a f- lot of people's first productions. I played in a, in a Christmas nativity play, you know, oh, right, uh, right. and uh, I played a shepherd, and I still know my lines to this day. Lead us unto Bethlehem, <laughs> uh, and that that was my that was my line. That was your line. And then I did I did a few little things uh, over the thing, but. You know what? You never forget your first production of anything, especially, you know, when you're in the community theater. I think that makes a lot of people think about, is this what I might want to do? You know, a lot of young, a lot of young performers, they start there and they go on, you know, and uh, they get their start there and they, they continue, you know. And that's that's a great feeling, you know, that if you were there and you helped some people. Aileen Quinn, who played Annie uh, in the movie version of Annie. Okay. Her mother 
and I worked together at Foundation Theater, while Aileen was five years old and did Carnival with us. A few years later, she's starring in, in Annie uh, in the movie. Wow. You know, uh, so you never know who mm-hmm. you're going to meet in community theater that's going to go on to uh, bigger and better things. You know? Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. And not saying community theater doesn't uh, is not one of the best things, because it is for a lot of people. It's, it's their life, you know. That's all they do, and, and they, they, they're perfectly happy doing it, you well, know. I, like one thing I like with community theater is everyone wants to help everybody else in one way or another. Yeah. If I you was, haven't done it. People will bring you along and show you what needs to be done. And exactly, and that that's that's great. You know, especially if you know you're being turned loose on a project for the first time, and you you need all the help you can get. You oh, know? we need costumes. Um, right? How how how? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, here's what you do. Yeah, yeah. You know. Someone will come along and help you along. And... Right. So, what might be one part of community theater that the general public might not know about? Hmm. You know, people come out to see shows, oh, nice show, they go home. I, they probably don't know the amount of work that's involved. You know, how many people, how many nights of rehearsal, how many things, because it looks, when you see the finished product, you don't understand that there were 100 hours of rehearsal before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how many, how much uh, blood, sweat, and tears literally go into a production. The disagreements, the uh, the arguments, the settlements, you know. you know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that. I mean, there's a lot of... Um, I'm not going to say it's political, but there's a lot of aspects of that. You know, I mean, who's going to play what role? Who's going to do this? Mm-hmm. Who's going to, and, you know, you always wonder sometimes, how did that person get that role? Uh, no, know, that, that does come up sometimes. That does yes. come up a few times, you know, and you say, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> if I was in charge of this, that would not happen, you know. But you know what? It's all come good. Come out to community theater, do that then you can say okay right. now we're going to put these people in exactly exactly you know um, Diane and I have been thinking about this saying what are we going to do in our not twilight years but our, mm-hmm. our, our retirement years we were thinking about you know maybe we should open up a theater company just like you know a storefront theater company mm-hmm. and just do what we want to do you know you know, in a warm climate Oh, okay. You know, where we don't have, you know, we don't have to worry about the snow and the rain and everything. Okay. You know, you know maybe just do some, just do some fun stuff, you know, stuff. things that we both wanted to do. But, uh, well, we'll see, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, and, uh, when you're, when you're, uh, married to an actor too, mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole different situation because it, a lot of it is about ego, you know, and, uh, what, you know, <laughs> You know whose ego supplants whose, you know, and mm-hmm. and in a marriage it's different. You know, you have to think about both, and uh, it's an extraordinary experience to uh, to actually work with somebody who uh, you know you have a life with too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind oh, yeah. of yeah. So what would you say to anyone who's interested in joining community theater? Well, if they're interested uh, and you're afraid of performing. You know, start backstage. Start just offering your your services, what you can do. What you do in your private life may absolutely connect somehow with what they need in the theater. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of construction people I know who like to build sets. Yeah. You know, people who are familiar with electronics. They run the soundboard mm-hmm. or uh, they do the, the microphones. You know, my Lord, we need people who know how to work those things. Properly. Be properly, <laughs> properly. That is the... Uh, that is probably the key is having your technical people without the technical people the actors are nothing you know they really are uh, you know you're standing in the dark you know without the you know, with no sound and uh, with no props nothing no to lights hold. no nothing, set nothing. no props no nothing sound. so uh, 
I would definitely suggest starting there. Of course, if you want to be a performer, you know, audition. Audition for everything. Yeah. You know what? You know, you're going to get something. Start as ensemble and work your way up. Absolutely. Or sometimes you don't start as ensemble. You get thrown right into the deep Mm -hmm. end. Oh, yeah. And if you get thrown into the deep end, the one thing you remember is you don't panic. Don't panic. There's no need to panic. It's not life or death. Okay? It's theater, and it's going to be fun, and you'll learn. You'll learn. You'll learn what not to do next time. There you go. So that's my advice, basically. Well, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. So I'm your host, Gary Kochi, and I'd like to thank Art Thompson for joining me here today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theater of Haddon Heights, New Jersey. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music from Ben Sound. If you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook at Community Theater Studio, on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. So please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theater.